0: Good morning and happy Sabbath. Nice to be here. Fellowship with the people of God waiting for his second coming and I hope and I believe that all of us are so excited to meet Jesus in the air when he comes. This morning What we are going to study is entitled, How much faith must we have? How much faith must we have? And before we open the words of God, let me invite you to bow your heads as we pray. And invite the Holy Spirit to speak to each one of us. O loving Father, this morning as we open your words... We ask your Holy Spirit to be with us. Inspire us, O loving Father. Give us the wisdom and understanding so that we may know the will and the plan of our Heavenly Father in our lives. May these words that we are going to hear, may it help us to be more faithful to you. Hide me, Lord, behind the cross. Take full control of our study today all of these things we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. How much faith must you and I have? The key text is found in Hebrews ten, twenty-two and 23. It says, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Let us take some several important principles that are emphasized in this verse. Principle number one. Full assurance depends on our faith. Assurance is not something else in addition to faith. Principle number two Full assurance of faith cleanses the conscience of guilt, despair, and sinful thoughts. And the third principle in this text is the basis for hope is not our faith but god's faithfulness and then the last principle is this the basis of faith is not in our feelings or our reasoning but in god's faithfulness Although many Christians have memorized this text, still Christianity has been divided over what this text means for centuries. I discovered in the study I made that the problem lies in and that is how faith is defined. I believe that it is how we understand the meaning of faith will determine also the meaning of assurance. Because if we don't understand the meaning of faith right, it will be hard also for us to understand the meaning of righteousness by faith. And when we get the meaning of faith right, then all other biblical doctrines quickly make sense and add to our Christians assurance. When we get faith right then we are also getting the character of God right and that makes all the difference in understanding the Bible. Friends, brethren, Faith is more than hearing the right words. This is like someone, spouses, who hear the words, I love you, with all the embellishments. But they still go through the years and is still not so sure. Because their mates are not always where they should be still their late-night excuses seem to add up, etc. It means only that all these spouses are just hearing the right words, and they are being told the right words. Maybe you will ask, so what is the problem? The problem is these words are not being responded to with the assurance of faith. It means we cannot keep telling our wife. All we need to do is believe, and obviously a spouse needs more than words to build faith. If that is the case, there is another problem. Because the Bible says believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Acts 16 31 and that was Jews mistake. They did not believe. We have learned in our searching the Bible that the New Testament faith is more than believing in Jesus in the same way as we believe that the earth is 93 million miles away from the sun. Friends, faith is more than a blind leap in the dark when all else fails. Faith is more than a denominational belief. Friends, it is more than confidence in the scientific process and medical research. It is more than trusting the surgeon who promises to remove by cutting out your brain tumor more. I encourage you, friends, to come to your Bible study habits and understand more deeply about faith because when you understand faith in biblical sense you will never live in the dark side and doubts will be eliminated. Let me share this experience while I'm studying this biblical faith. While I'm studying this biblical faith immediately something popped up to my mind and that is how to respond To those people who insist that all you have to do is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And some Adventists have the same conviction. And when we heard it, we don't know and not so sure how to respond. And let me explain this issue by using this story. When Paul and Silas told the jailer what to do to be saved, the English translation usually say, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. But Paul what really said was, Have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. In other words, Mr. Jailer, I don't want you to merely believe that Jesus died on the cross and that he promised forgiveness for all your sins. I want you to make him your Lord. And I want you to have faith in him, trusting, obedient faith, and to be his loyal follower like I am. And you know, according to the story, after all, many people in that day believed that Jesus died on the cross, but they did not have faith. I assure you that getting the correct definition of faith will have everything to do. With our sense of assurance, and that is our saving relationship with Jesus today. Furthermore, faith is one of the key characteristics of those who are prepared for Jesus to come, separating them from many other believers in the end time who will hear the Lord's awful pronouncement, I never knew you for what you said you were. Friends, we better get the meaning of faith right because understanding how to find the assurance of faith is at the top of the list. Another thing that we want to see is that faith is more than agreement with facts, even facts about Jesus. It is more than mental conviction, more than a passive acceptance of God's work for us. Let me say this, error does not become truth merely because a person has faith in it. Faith in error will not produce the fruit of truth no matter how sincere a person may be I like Ellen White's writings when he said when she said Faith is the medium through which truth or error finds a lodging place in the mind It is by the same act of mind that truth or error is received, but it makes a decided difference whether we believe the word of God or the sayings of men. When Christ revealed himself to Paul and he was convinced that he was persecuting Jesus in the person of his saints, he accepted the truth as it is, in Jesus. And a transforming power, transforming power was manifested on mind and character and he became a new man in Christ Jesus. He received the truth so fully that neither earth nor hell could shake his faith. So I could say, that the New Testament faith is very specific and unique. Why? Because it describes Christians, it's you and me, who appreciate what Jesus has done for them and then choose to believe, trust and obey Him. Getting the mission and message of Jesus right will give us a True definition of faith, and a true definition of faith will give us the correct view of why Jesus came and died, and He wants us to do about it. And Paul knew that his first-century hearers needed a clear understanding of faith. And after giving his well-known definition of faith in Hebrews 11:1, he realized that a cold definition was not enough. So what he did, he hastened to write a longer chapter that has become a classic in world literature. And we learned that Paul pictured faith by mention the following statement. It says, by faith we learned that men of old received divine approval." By faith we learned that Abel, that Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice. By faith we learned that Enoch was taken up so that he could not see them. By faith we learned that Noah constructed an ark. And by faith we learned that Abraham obeyed and went out not knowing where he was to go. And by faith we learned that Sarah herself received power to conceive. By faith we learned that Moses, when he was born, was hid for three months by his parents. By faith we learned that Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. By faith we learned that Moses esteemed Christ greater riches than treasures of Egypt. And by faith we learned that the walls of Jericho fell down. Although it is easy to remember these heroes of faith for their remarkable achievements, we must never forget that it was their faith that made them the individual that we respect and honor. When we review the results of the faith that God approves, it is obvious that faith is more than a blind leap in the dark, more than, than, more than mere mental belief, and even more, more than enthusiasm and zeal. For biblical men and women, The only way and the only right way to relate to God is by faith because it involved an appreciation for what God has done for them. It involved a correct understanding of God's plan for them. It involved the will to respond as he wanted. It involved an abiding trust that he would continue to do his part if they would do theirs. For all these biblical heroes, my dearly beloved, in both Old and New Testament, it only showed that faith means saying to God, Yes, to whatever he commanded. I believe that faith was wrapped up in appreciation, belief, trust, obedience, and in a cheerful companionship with the Lord and Master. I love Ellen White's description about the experience of faith when she said these words. To talk religion in a casual way, to pray without soul hunger and living faith, avails nothing. A nominal faith in Christ, which accepts him merely as the Savior of the world, can never bring healing to the soul. The faith that is unto salvation is not a mere intellectual assent to the truth. He who waits for entire knowledge before he will exercise faith cannot receive blessing from God. It is not enough to believe about Christ. I like the statement of Sister while we were studying the the lesson study. It is not enough to believe about Christ. We must believe in Him. The only faith that will benefit us is that which embraces Him as a personal Savior, which appropriates His merits to ourselves. Many hold faith as an opinion. Saving faith is a transaction by which those who receive Christ join themselves in covenant relation with God. Genuine faith is life. A living faith means an increase of vigor, a confiding trust by which the soul becomes a conquering power. The biblical record describing men and women of faith takes us into the world of being and doing and not just looking through the windows of intellectual belief. Listen to this description of living faith. It says, It is not enough for us to believe that Jesus is not an impostor, and that the religion of the Bible is no cunningly devised fable. We may believe that the name of Jesus is the only name under heaven whereby man may be saved, and yet we may not through faith make Him our personal Savior. It is not enough to believe the theory of truth. It is not enough to make a profession of faith in Christ and have our names registered on the church roll. He that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him, and hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. Hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments." John 3 24 2 and 3. This is the genuine evidence of conversion, my dearly beloved. Whatever our profession, it amounts to nothing unless Christ is revealed in work of righteousness. The truth is to be planted in the heart, it is to control the mind and regulate the the affections, the whole character must be stumped with the divine utterances. Every jot and tittle of the word of God is to be brought into the daily practice. It's not only during the Sabbath day, it is everyday life, abiding obedience, and living faith must be the theme of our belief. Faith must be built on the evidence and promises of what the Bible says about Jesus. Assurance of faith must rest on the person's decision to make Jesus Lord of his or her life. We know that the Holy Spirit the inner word merges with the external word giving us the assurance that we are God's children. How do we know all of this? I know all this because Jesus told me so. I know all this because I trust him. Friends, this is very important. Listen to this. Living in faith is living as Jesus did, nurtured constantly by the Spirit, living in faith develops the character of Jesus. Reflecting the character of Jesus is the aim of faith, and the aim of faith is to prepare people in these end times to be a part of that group, describes in revelation twelve fourteen Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. This kind of simple Bible logic is our firm foundation for the assurance of faith according to Hebrews 10.22. And then Christ's object lessons says... In all who will submit themselves to the Holy Spirit, a new principle of life is to be implanted. The lost image of God is to be restored in humanity. A profession of faith and the profession of truth in the soul are two different things. The mere knowledge of truth is not enough. We may possess this, but the tenor of our thoughts may not be changed. The heart must be converted and sanctified. True obedience, keeping the commandments, follow the commandments of God. Listen to this. True obedience is the outworking of a principle within. It springs from the love of righteousness, the love of the law of God. The essence of all righteousness is loyalty to our Redeemer. And loyalty to our Redeemer will lead us to do right because it is right. Because right doing is pleasing to our God. So, my dearly beloved, when we accept Jesus as our personal Savior, His Christ's righteousness will be implanted, imparted to us. And when when, when we do good things, that is not ours. That is Christ's character. I want to repeat before I end my message today. I want to repeat what I have said during our lesson discussion. Higher than the highest human thoughts can reach is God's ideal for His children. God-likeness, Christ-likeness, is the goal to be reached. It's not heaven. Our goal is not heaven. Our goal is the character of Jesus to be in us. Because those people who will be in that heavenly home are those people who have the character of Jesus, and then when the character of Jesus perfectly reproduces to his people, then he will come and claim them as his own. Oh, loving God, he is so gracious and he is so merciful, because Christ died for us because He wants us to be there in that heavenly home. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus.